physical seclusion. Kaya Viveka is the, the form of the the retreat in terms of our routine, our contact with other people, our living situation, physical withdrawal, physical seclusion. Kaya Viveka. Kaya is the body, Viveka is that quality of retreat, seclusion, withdrawal, disengagement, non-entanglement. We establish the structure of the retreat in terms of Kaya Viveka, setting the routines, the agreements to not engage in idle conversation, to not travel, to not have overnight guests. This is all to support the quality of physical seclusion, kaya viveka. Then the next layer, the next level, is chitta viveka. Internal seclusion. This is the word that gives the name to Chithurst Monastery. Chitta Viveka. Internal seclusion, internal withdrawal. So the physical seclusion supports the development of, of internal seclusion. Or the development of Vipassana meditation, insight meditation, is a lot to do with this quality of citta viveka. Establishing within the mind an attitude of consistent awareness, non-entanglement, non-grasping. We've had this retreat running for nearly a week now. Establishing the routine of uh, sitting, walking meditation. Several hours of group formal practice during the day. As the mind starts to settle, as the, the quietness, simplicity, the rhythm of the retreat time has its effect. And the mind generally is more easy to, to focus upon the present reality. It becomes easier to steady attention on the present when the, the mind is not occupied with a lot of decision-making, a lot of variety, a lot of the need to perform and engage as a person. Or the establishment of samatha, tranquility, 
steadiness of attention, using the the rhythm of the breath or the listening to the inner sound, the nada, walking meditation. As the attention gets more fully, steadily, consistently established in the present, then there's uh, no particular need to fix the attention on the sensations of the breath or a specific meditation object. Instead, we let the whole present moment be the meditation object. What is felt in the body, the sounds that are heard, patterns of thought, feeling, emotion that arise, It's a familiar process for most people here, the development of vipassana. When sufficient tranquility and steadiness is established, then we let the field of awareness be more open. Establishing the, the mind in that quality of watchfulness. Knowing the arising and passing of Feelings, perceptions, mental formations, consciousness. Perceptions of the body coming and going. Patterns of the changing world. We establish the, the mind in that quality of open awareness. Knowing the, the flow of sight and sound, feeling, mood. Emotions of liking, disliking, agreement, disagreement, pleasure, pain, and all the neutral feelings. And we use the reflections on anicca, dukkha, anatta, change or uncertainty, unsatisfactoriness, not self. We use these particular forms of reflection to help loosen the grip to support that disentanglement so whether it's inside or outside is it changing is it satisfactory is it owned by a me whether it's pleasant or painful a sight or a sound a memory or a mood is it changing does it satisfy? Can it satisfy? Does it have an owner? Is it me and mine? Well, the establishment of vipassana, or insight practice, is based around this stability of awareness. The mind open, receptive, taking in the patterns of each moment. Taking it in, knowing it, letting it go. Just like the lungs breathe in the air, absorb the oxygen, let go of the carbon dioxide. Most of the air is nitrogen, which just doesn't do anything for our body at all. It just comes and goes, just like neutral feeling. 
So the establishment of, of insight practice is the establishment of this open, unbiased awareness. And we apply the reflections on anicca, dukkha anatta, in order to facilitate, to ease the arising and passing of, of every perception, every feeling, every thought. Because the habits of mind are to attach, to identify. I remember, I like that thought, oh that was awful, I can't stand him, I want. When this is over, I will. I used to. All those me's and you's, inside, outside, the habits of attachment, identification are very strong. So we use anicca, dukkha, anatta like a set of, of tools to, to uh, loosen the grip, to sort of prize open the grip the habitual grasping of the mind onto memories, ideas, feelings, moods. Ajitta viveka, this internal seclusion, is the establishment of this clear quality of knowing. Knowing the arising of the world, the forming of the world, the fading of the world whether it's the world of our thoughts and memories, ideas, or the world of perceptions, trees and buildings, clouds and stars, moon, people around us. That internal withdrawal, internal seclusion, is that disengagement, disentanglement. So the heart abides in that knowing, that open awareness, receiving all things, knowing all things, letting go of all things. So where kaya viveka, physical seclusion is, there is all that going on, but I'm keeping separate from it. Chittaviveka is, there's only one thing going on, the field of perception, but the awareness is separate from it, disengaged from it. The subject is unattached, unidentified with the object. And the third level is Upadi viveka, seclusion from upadi, which sometimes called the essentials of existence or the substratum of rebirth. It's a difficult word to, to render, but it essentially means that addiction to becoming, addiction to existence, the mind relishing being cherishing it, delighting in it, that sense of I and me and mine. I having, I losing, I regretting, I achieving, I failing. 
any kind of eye will do. So Upadi Viveka is that seclusion, disentanglement from the whole subject-object dynamic. Rather than where Chitta Viveka is the mind disentangled from that, Upadi Viveka is essentially there is no that. There's only Dhamma. It's a dissolution of the subject-object duality. Another word the Buddha uses to speak about this is atamayata, not made of that, not thatness. So this most uh, profound level of insight there isn't a, a mind that's letting go of the world. There's not a subject, an object. Simply Dhamma aware of its own nature. Lampuchar's phrase, being Dhamma, is being Dhamma is related to this as well. Sometimes we can establish a a watchfulness of the mind, watching thoughts, watching feelings, watching ideas and memories. And we, we become a very good watcher, a very good noter of experiences. But in that, there can still be a very fixed and definite I, the experiencer, I, the, the meditator, I, the watcher. So even though there's some kind of skill, some degree of, of uh, stability in that watchfulness. It can be unconsciously feeding the habits of conceit, mana, I and me and mine. The upadi viveka is that withdrawal, disentangling from any kind of I-making, any kind of mind-making. All those subtle urges towards I and me and mine. Atamayata means the mind not creating a that. That this mind is aware of. A here watching a there. A subject watching an object. There's a letting go. not creating a, a fixed, separate sense of I, even I the observer, I the watcher. This is a, a subtle level of, of Dhamma practice, but one that it's good to be aware of, to be conscious of. So that as the, the mind gets quieter, we develop the, the uh, ongoing quality of non-entanglement, consistency of mindfulness. 
There's also a mindfulness of that arising of the I, the meditator, me who's making progress, me who's not making progress. I, the experiencer. And that's being attended to as well. That's being known, let go of. And in that, uh, letting in that recognition, that supports the quality of of a profound, complete letting go. Not creating any kind of I. Not conceiving a a me. And I, mine, of any kind. Just the Dhamma aware of its own nature. Every aspect of this mind and this body is an attribute of Dhamma. Every aspect of perception. These are all aspects of Dhamma. How could they not be? So this mind knowing its own experiences is Dhamma aware of its own nature. That's what this is. Let the heart abide in that. Know that. Experience the fruits of that. 